I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You know, I've never had that ever before. What? Is that bad? Yes, Lisa, it happen, fucking is bad. Oh my God. I'm <laughs> going to take Lisa Snowden out for our first WKD. Yes. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. So I am joined this week by one of my favourite people in the industry. It is the lovely legend that is Lisa Snowden. Hello, love. You all right? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. It's been a busy week. Yeah, you're not wrong, right? Listen, every time I get somebody on, obviously, I don't have to Google you. I'm very well familiar with who you are. Unless you've been living under a rock, everyone knows who Lisa Snowden is. But I did I did do it. I just thought, oh, let's keep up to date. I'll give oh, her a little no. Google. And <laughs> it mate, I seen what happened. I did. I seen what happened on the on this morning. Are you all right? Yes, I am now. I wasn't too. Do you know what? I'm. My sense of, I guess, my imperial metric system is just totally. Can I swear? Oh, mate, you're on my fucking podcast. Of course, you can. Well, it's fucked, put it that way. So I thought, my husband was like, are you fine with doing, they're doing this new thing with Holly and Phil. It's the first week back. It's all about challenges, pushing yourself, being outside your comfort zone. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, well, you abseil. Um, it's going to be, in my head, I thought she did 100 feet. And I was like, yeah. okay, that's nothing. 100 feet's nothing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I get down to the Spinnaker Tower in Portsmouth and I get out the taxi, walk along the promenade, see this fucking huge building and I'm literally in my knees buckle and I look up at it it's so high it was 100 meters and I guess because I just got no sense of I don't know what one foot is let alone 100 feet really I just thought it'd be all right and anyway so yes I had to abseil down it and you're by yourself and you get like a very very quick briefing and then you're on your own and you've got to control the rope Mm. yourself and you've got to get down the building and it was um it was scary and it was live tv so they were like you don't have to do it if you don't want to but of course you're going to rise to the challenge. You're going to do it. So yeah, I did it. I did it. I was proud of myself. I didn't look down once. I just looked at the building in front of me. I looked up at the, at one point and saw that oh. I'd hardly travelled any distance at all. And then somehow oh, I got down. God. I don't even know how I did it. But mm. honestly, mate, hats off to you. Because by chance, right, I actually went to the Spinnaker Tower last year. We've got friends in Portsmouth. So I know how high it is. And for someone who's afraid of heights, like that is going yeah. to be a right punch in the dick. So hats off yeah. to you, Elise. Well done. Don't like heights whatsoever. Thank you, darling. It's good to kind of push yourself sometimes, isn't it? You do feel quite proud afterwards. Usually I do stuff like that for charity. Like I've jumped out of a plane before for charity and things like that. So yeah. it was kind of strange to be doing it um, 
just for the hell of it. Do you know what I mean? I should have I should have tried to <laughs> quickly whip, do a whip round and raise some money for a charity. Little, little bit of a last minute sponsorship. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh bless you you did it but no I admire you for that like I think as we as we get older like I know myself I get out of my comfort zone less and less we just get into like a nice little routine and, and we know what we like and we like what we know and we don't do things that scare us but I always think of you as someone who actually does push herself who tries new things who who gets out from like underneath her comfort zone and I think that's a pretty admirable quality you've got mate thanks Vic yeah no I do I do um I think what doesn't I, I mean it's a cliche but what doesn't challenge you doesn't change you and I think that that's yeah. a really important thing to kind of try and I kind of ration that in my mind I'm thinking you know oh do you know what I need I should do it you know if it's scares me that means it's exciting yeah. you know it doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing and so kind of do that I've done that my whole life really because um you know otherwise it gets quite boring I guess and if you're yeah. just cro- you're just coasting then you're not going to grow as a person so I think it's quite good to push yourself in whatever that situation may be you know some people might even be you know, scared to leave the house. Some, you know, it's the different things, yeah. isn't it, for different people? But I think if you just yeah. take those baby steps and you just, and, and and then after you've achieved whatever it is, however big or small, you do feel so proud of yourself. So, yeah. I think it's it's a good thing to do, um, just to kind of just step out your comfort zone a bit. Yeah, I've never heard that one. If it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. But it's super true and really really relevant. So well done, you man. <laughs> Thanks, babe. <laughs> Right. You are a very brave woman. We have seen that time and time again over the years. But like, I think one of the bravest things you've ever done was getting into this industry in the first place, because you were super young when you started, weren't you? Um, yeah, I was quite young. I mean, I've been at it for 30 years now. Nearly oh, 31 God. years. So that's a long time. Yeah, Go yeah. On, girl. Not all TV, but you know, I mean, I, no, no, no. I literally, I start, actually, it's probably even longer, because I think I did my first ever film shoot like sort not film but like on film on camera when I was about 15 um and I did the title sequence for the uh, it was a show called the Roxy and it was like the the sort of um rival show of Top of the Pops on ITV the Roxy and I did the title sequence and it was like me and these other like kids and we were jumping into a Cadillac and so that was my first and I was 15 so that I'm nearly 49 so yeah that's like my maths is shit, as well as my imperial my metric system. So that was about <laughs> thirty-five years ago. So I've been around forever. So yeah, I mean, it's um, yeah, I get around, babe. I do. I've I've done a bit of everything. Can I just say, like, for those obviously we do this over Zoom, but no one else can see my face. My jaw just practically hit me desk when you said you're forty-nine. <laughs> you look like you're in your thirties, Lisa. You look unreal. I can't believe that. I can't no, that. no, it's a terrible connection. No, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm actually, I'm gonna be 49 in January, so I'm almost 49. So yeah, but thank you. Um, mm. you know what I'm like? I love taking. I love. I do. I'm addicted to beauty products, aren't I? And, and, and looking after myself, and um, you know, I've got makeup on, so thanks. <laughs> Stop it! You've been so modest. You look unreal. Um, so right, let's start, let's get let's get at the bottom of it. You started the industry at like in fifteen years old, and then you went into modelling, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you basically, whenever anyone like whenever I say, oh, I've got Lisa Snowden on the podcast, or oh, I'm going on Lisa Snowden's podcast, or I've seen Lisa Snowden today, like I always say, like I always describe you as like the UK's first super, like the UK's supermodel. Is that right? <laughs> Like you, no, you were, oh, right come on. You were definitely no, a supermodel, Lise. Come I wasn't on. a supermodel. There were there were about 
10 supermodels in this world and I was definitely not one of them. Oh, I feel like you saw Linda Evangelista, Cindy Crawford, Helena Christiansen, Tatiana Petit, all of those girls, they were the supermodels. Um, I, I, I had a good career, don't get me wrong, yeah. but I wasn't, I wasn't in their league at all. I just, you know, I did a lot of commercial stuff. I did a lot of like TV ads. I did a lot of catalogs. Sh- I did, I make really shit clothes look good. So I did, I did um, <laughs> a lot of that more commercial stuff. I, I did, I, I did obviously some really cool magazines as well. So it was a quite a nice balance, but thank you for giving me the super title, but I cannot possibly take it because no, I'm not a supermodel, but I definitely, I did, I did some really good stuff and I went to yeah. some places that I never thought I'd ever be able to go. Lived in Japan, worked in Paris, went to Milan, did all those kind of, you know, those really cool cities, um, you know, which I never thought, I mean, you know, I'm just some, like, I was just a little gangly, lanky kid from Welling Garden City. So I did pinch myself quite a few times. Oh, bless you. So you got some stamps on your passport. You got some miles under your belt. What was what was the modeling industry like? Because I've, I've had no experience of it, of course, in my life. And most people listening to this probably won't. But for some reason, I get the impression it could be quite bitchy. And am I just being super stereotypical or was there an element of that? It's a weird one, isn't it? Because I had a really good time. There were moments. Um, I mean, it's competitive for sure. Mm-hmm. Um it wasn't really bitchy I wouldn't say I think I was lucky because I always saw it as just a job you know I never really so if even if I was in Paris and you know there was a kind of um what they used to want you to do is like you'd go to Paris you'd stay in an apartment the agency would call you up and say oh these people are coming into town would you come out to dinner with us and sort of like schmooze basically and Mm -hmm. I never did that I just kind of I was just, I'd always lie and be like, oh, you know, my auntie's coming into town. I can't come out tonight. So it, it was just, for me, it was just a job. And I took, and I was always very professional in that way. I turn up and do my work, but I never kind of did the sort of the entertaining in the evening situation where you kind of schmooze the photographers and all of that. But that wasn't for me. I just literally went to the shoots and the Eurostar was, was running then. So I used to kind of nip to Paris and come home again as soon as I could. I'd stay there as little as possible. Um, the girls that I met were lovely. There wasn't any sort of like backstabbing bitchiness. Um, I think just because I had a good head on my shoulders and I just didn't kind of, I don't know. It, it, I loved it. It was fabulous, yeah. but I didn't, it, you know, I still wanted to come home. You know, I had a boyfriend in London the whole time. <laughs> it was like, you know, I was just still wanting to kind of come back to my, I'm a big, family girl you know how much how close I am to my family so I very much had my feet on the ground and I very much saw it as a job rather than a way of life and I think that that was probably why I was able to kind of compartmentalize the the sort of work part and then the the you know the real life part as it were um so I didn't find it too bitchy it was competitive yes it's very um it's kind of messes as a young girl as a girl anyway I think that you go through so many insecurities in your life you know it's like different times of the month and and when you're going through your sort of like you know your teenage you know because I I start when I was like 18 19 so you're not very sure you don't have a very strong sense of yourself at that age and even into your early 20s so yeah and I think that image wise it kind of does affect your confidence massively because if you didn't get a job for example and you'd be in a queue of like beautiful girls all different shapes and sizes and you know some beautiful Brazilian girls some really blonde and you know and if you walked away from the casting and you didn't get the job you couldn't help but sometimes go what did I do wrong was yeah. it the way I looked was I not skinny enough was I not curvy enough was I not blonde enough and it's like 
as a woman, I think that you just have that, you just do that to yourself. You compare yourself, mm. you, you know, you worry, you're insecure. And so I think that modeling as a career is, you know, that does kind of, I don't know, kind of rouse up a little bit more insecurity within yourself than perhaps another job would. So I think that I've always been quite aware of that. And I think that that sort of comparing yourself to other people can be quite dangerous and um, and quite harmful, you know? If you're yeah. going through a really shit time in your head, you know, it can be, like, quite um, destructive. So I always try to be, like, see it as a job and not take it too personally and take the rejection too much to heart, um, which, of course, is easier said than done. Of course. You know, because you just, you just feel really shit about yourself and then you just, like, you know, you almost torture yourself and sort of, I don't know it's a weird one but you know and, and but it was a great career for me and, and I still some of my favorite times now being in the studio I love it and I think now because I'm yeah. not so insecure and I'm more happy in myself I love being on shoots and I love that whole kind of creative <laughs> process I think it's absolutely wicked Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Well, I think, like, you're so right, and I... Honestly, so many things you said there completely resonate with me. Like when I used to have to, I mean, I was never a model, but obviously it being in TV, you have to get a picture taken sometimes. And when I was in my twenties and I was getting a picture taken, like it was agony for us, Lisa. Like I was just thinking like I was sucking in my stomach. I was stressing out. Like I was thinking, like I was checking the pictures. Did I look okay? And now I'm sort of like in my thirties. And if this situation arises when I do get my picture taken, I just think, well, everyone, like this is me take it or leave it you know what I mean like it's a nice sense of acceptance that comes as you get older that I sort of didn't have when I was younger and that like painful insecurity like it is it is hard to deal with as a woman oh my god yeah totally it, and you hit the nail on the head it's that's it's that's it's acceptance it's accepting who you mm. are how you look um it's embracing all of those you know those those little areas and and and, and parts and elements well, of you that you perhaps symptoms. thought <laughs> yeah, your lumps and your bumps and your, you know, in my case, the, you know, the, the, the little grey hairs and the wrinkles and all the sort of little things that, that come with age. And it's just, and actually, I, I, I like it. I embrace it. I think yeah. it's, um, it's, you know, it's, it's a privilege to, to, to get older, isn't it? And I think that when you start sort of seeing it like that and just sort of accepting who you are and, you know, like I, I was exactly the same. I used to turn up on a shoot because you get booked by the strength of your modelling card or your portfolio. And I turn yeah. up on a shoot and I was convinced about 99% of the time that they would cancel me from the job because they'd see me in the flesh and they'd be like, who the oh. fuck are you? Like, we didn't book you. And I, honestly, it was so So you just, like, they'd, they'd have my picture like that and they'd see me and they'd be like, 
No, Lisa, this is not the book. This Lisa is not the Snowden, I was just the like, original uh, catfish. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Exactly, man. like 30 years ago, I started this thing. No, 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 but I was honestly like, oh no, they're going to like hate me. And so, you know, it's all those sort of things that go through your head. And it's like, once you do start being more comfortable in, you know, and accept in your skin and accepting who you are, it's so, it's so liberating. It's oh, like, oh such my a God, relief. why was I so worried? Yeah, it's so silly. No, it, it is lovely. And like, I, 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 I know that loads of people warned us about getting into your 30s. They're like, oh, right, well, hangovers take three days to recover from. And oh, God, don't think, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, don't think you're bouncing out of bed after a gym workout. And all these things that like, I got, like, these incredible like, <laughs> warnings about hitting your 30s. And I thought, oh, shit, it's going to be a real bag of dicks. And then, of course, I did hit 30, and I'm well in them now. And actually, what nobody warned you about was that lovely like liberating feeling like you described it of self-acceptance of being like you know what I am a yeah. size 10 to 12 I have got boobs and a bum I don't look how I did at 21 but all of this is fucking okay because I've had a great life I'm lucky to be alive I'm lucky to be working and I'm just grateful so no I definitely am loving getting older which I never thought I'd say I never thought I'd say yeah, I mean, the hangovers suck, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, oh, I would definitely leave them like. <laughs> the hangovers can go do one, to be honest with you. But, you know, it just means that you're more, you're you just a little bit more, you plan your big nights out a bit yeah. more, you know, because you're like, oh, my God, it's going to be a two, three-day hangover. Can I actually afford that? Because I've got work to do. So, you know, and it's just the way it is. And I'm trying not to, I'm trying to learn not to mix my drinks, which I know that you just have no, no control over. No, <laughs> I just, I'm like, mate. I'm sticking, if I'm drinking beer, I'm sticking with beer. If I'm drinking wine, I'm sticking with wine. If I'm drinking tequila, I'm sticking with tequila. And sometimes ah. beer and tequila mix quite well. <laughs> top, if you've got a hangover tips. now, it's all... <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can talk to you about that all day long. Diet, food, um, and what drinks to drink to get uh, a nice, not so bad hangover the next day but yeah you know it's just it's all part and parcel of it isn't it it's just um <laughs> we, we try and learn from our mistakes we don't always apply it to our lives that, so. that's it and like, i mean it is life's one great big lesson and i do think you've, you've hit the nail on the head spontaneity especially when it comes to nights out and alcohol that's best left in your 20s like in my 30s i like to know i'm going out i like to know i've got a sunday to just smash in sausage sausage baguettes and that's not a euphemism i actually mean sausage baguettes <laughs> and just like watch netflix like that's where i'm at now <laughs> yeah totally you need to know you've got a sofa day and oh. lots of food to hand oh. Yes, I love. I'm excited. Um, I love a good sofa day. So, right before we move on to all of the other wealth of amazing things you've managed to achieve, I want to know what was your craziest modelling job? What's the one where you've just been standing there and thought, "Fucking hell, this is my life." Do you mean craziest as in like pinching myself because I'm like on an amazing photo shoot with a really wicked photographer, like high head to toe in couture, or do you uh-huh. mean crazy as in like what the hell am I doing here and why am I doing this? I want because both. I think the latter is probably a now. bit better. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, okay, so the first one I would say is I was I was in the uh, the George Sank, which is this wicked hotel in Paris, and mm-hmm. I was shooting for a magazine called Madame Figaro, which is like beautiful, like high-end editorial. Ooh. And it was like a jewellery story. And so um, they brought all these, I think it was like Chanel. I was like, 
I had a bodyguard, not me, the jewellery store had a bodyguard and they put all of these chain, neck, like gold chains on me. I've got a picture, oh I can God. send it to you. And I was like Please doing this do. sort of like, I was like this, doing this sort of like beauty shot with all of these jewels and they were so heavy. I was like, and I just thought, how am I going to run away with all of this? I really just wanted to like find a bathroom, leg it out the tr- leg it out the window, and and do a runner. I mean, I was an ocean's eleven stone gold. It was absolutely beautiful. Yeah, like just legging it, just stealing all of the jewels, like proper heist. Um, and then so that was that was a that was a really lovely pinch me moment when I was probably nineteen twenty in Paris. Um, and there's been quite a few of those where I'm like, what am I doing? You know, trussled up in a corset with like hair and makeup, and everybody just like you know, fussing around you, yeah. um, to then being in Morocco with this French photographer. And um, we'd finished our job, which was kind of like, it was like an athletic brand. So I was in sort of, you know, sportswear, leggings, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. in a place yeah. called Wazazat in Morocco. In uh, in Morocco, And they had all this red sand everywhere. So we'd finished the shoot and he decided that he wanted to just do something cool and crazy. Okay. So he got the red sand and he made it into this clay and they covered me in this red clay. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I had like knickers and like a bra on and they covered me in this red clay. Okay. And he was like, you're a shaman, you're a shaman. And I was like, <laughs> okay, okay. And then he got this goat, this... No. He got this baby goat. Where do you get a goat from, Lisa? Like, what kind of a man just has a goat to hand? It was like we're in this desert and there were goats. Oh, no, there were goats okay. around. They were like <laughs> wild goats. He picked up this baby goat, I swear yeah. to you, grabbed its little two legs like that, put it on my shoulders. No. So I'm standing there covered in red clay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You covered it in red clay holding this goat. And I had to turn like Daddy. this to the side. And the goat's face was coming forward to the camera and I'm just like this like holding this goat and he's like <laughs> and it's like trying to it's trying to wiggle out and I'm holding it really steady and it's like that and I'm just looking at the camera and to this day I've never seen the photos I've never seen them but I've always just prayed that I'd stumble across them somewhere because I just thought what the hell was that it was the craziest thing ever they um, offer his that, personal that collection just, mate very no niche modeling that very niche <laughs> Goats Weekly. Or that Scots was the craziest <laughs> ever. I can't even believe that. He had a goat fetish and you were nothing but a pawn in his evil scheme, Lisa. I'm so sorry to tell you. No, I feel so used. Very creepy fetish from that man. Go. <laughs> oh, do you, you know what? Like, you, I think over the years, like, there, there must be loads of models who diversify into different things, whether that's like fashion designing or into the world of film or whatever. But I think what you've managed to do is super admirable. And when you mentioned earlier, like you saw modeling as a job and you always made sure you kept in contact with your family and you had a great relationship and or you sort of you you didn't just you weren't just defined by your looks. And I think that is probably why you are so nice, you're so likable, you're so funny, and you've been able to transition proper seamlessly into the world of presenting because you are you I feel like you're like a girl's girl, mate. Like I've always just loved that about you. Um, was it was it easy for you to transition or did you find it difficult? It was quite easy. It was quite yeah. easy because, um, I don't know, I just, I, it just kind of happened quite organically for me. So I did find it quite easy. So I was, I was doing the modeling and then I started getting booked for TV commercials quite a lot. I'd gone to Pat, I'd gone to Milan actually, and they told me that I was too, too, fat basically. And I, when I look what? back, I was like, I was like a little stick, right? I was tiny. The only thing that was big on me were my boobs. It was like I had boobs. And so I was like, 
And they take me into the toilet. They say, take your... No, but back then it was kind of like, so you've gone from the supermodel era, which was like, you know, the curvaceous 90s Versace into this kind of waif movement, which was like this heroin chic, Corinne yeah. Day, lots of like black and white pictures of girls just looking really emaciated. I just didn't fit into that world because I was like curvaceous and like, I mean, I wasn't that curvaceous. I'm more curvaceous now. Back then I just had a pair of boobs and it wasn't that super curvy or voluptuous. Um, but I just, it was really hard for me to, I, you know, I'd get booked to do fashion shows and I'd turn up and look at my rail and there'd be like, you know, something like that. that I would, they were like, put this on. And it was like, it was like a wisp of like a hairband to cover. Like, and I was like, that's not even going to go over my fucking wrist, let alone my whole body. So I was like, that's, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. And so then they cancel me and they go, 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 go home, go home. And so I'd be like, no, and so just then like, I'd kind that. Of, like come home with, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah savage. yeah oh my god yeah it was it was that I mean when I think yeah it was savage um but you know high pressure they're about to mm. put on a fashion show and uh, you know the model turns up and she didn't fit any of the clothes that was me so I was like get, I got cancelled and then in Milan they were like you know we need to see you so I took my clothes off in the toilet which is really embarrassing they're like stripped down oh, let's no. see you and they were like you need to lose weight and they were like you need to lose weight on you on here and I was just like well how do I do that you know like what I starve myself yeah. and then I, you can, you can dictate where the fat falls off and that's not going to happen. And even then yeah. at 19, I had a really good head on my, you know, head on my shoulders to say, no, that's not going to work for me. So I came home, you. I called my agent, I said, it's not working. It's not working. It's not working. I'm coming home. Came home, ended up booking Special K, the cereal brand. And um, I remember. And did. You yeah, so I, I did about red swimsuit five, yeah, I had to yeah, do all this like it. sort of, like, and it was, and I did about four commercials, and so basically, I I ended up becoming the special K girl. That was my title. So then FHM magazine started um, putting me in their top one hundred, like who's this girl and the special K adverts, blah blah blah. So then it went from special K to FHM, and then MTV mm-hmm. kind of got wind, kind of similar to your days, babe. Um, <laughs> you know, MTV kind of were like, who is this girl? We want to call her in and um speak to her about becoming a presenter so that that was the kind of the transition that is how it happened and I went to MTV I was about 27 28 and they were like you're a bit old to become a presenter and I was like really this is my first opportunity and then they just basically stuck a camera in my face in the car park um and just said say something so I just improvised just talked about a D'Angelo gig that I hadn't been at that I'd wished I'd been at and I just freestyled (laughs) and then I got the job and so that was that was it that was that was it really I just had to stand on the spot wing it and that was my and then I got that job at MTV and I do MTV select live show two hours every day you know standing in a studio speaking to callers interviewing guests and playing cool music videos and so that was kind of that was how I went from modeling to yeah, to TV. Oh, and the rest, as this is history, Lisa. Yeah. And then I, I haven't stopped, babe. Keep, keep doing it. Keep doing it all. She's a grafter. Well, I have absolutely loved speaking to you in part one. Um, I want to talk to you all about, oh my God, in part two, I've got so much I want to talk to you about. Obviously, we both were in the jungle. I know that you're engaged to a lovely George. I want to ask you all about him. So can I guarantee you'll come back in part two? Yeah. Yes, get in. Right, guys, see you in part two. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.